Welcome to In the Blink of an Eye with Benjamin Valdez. Today's podcast poses the question, are you tired of being tired? But before we answer that question, let us honor the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. For we are celebrating Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is an American holiday that falls on the last Monday of May on the 25th, which is just around the corner. And our prayers go out to all the surviving family members of all those great men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military to preserve our freedom as we know it today. We honor them and we remember them today and forever. Okay, let's talk about the human voice. That is something very unique in nature. And uh, your voice, my voice, and everyone you've met in your lifetime You probably notice if you think about it, everybody's got a different uh, sounding voice. Pretty unique. You know, tell us we all have a unique set of fingerprints. Well, I think it applies with our voice as well. Now, some people can mimic other people's voice and so forth. But there's something very unique about the human voice. Let me share. For example, the call of a howler monkey can travel three miles and an elephant's vocalization may be deeper But of all the voices on earth, humans have the most versatile. Yes, humans, you and I. Each person's voice uses a marvelous sound-producing mechanism that is more intricate than any musical instrument. Scientists have attempted to reproduce the human voice with computers, but the results often sound unnatural. You see, a human voice can produce a range of octaves by using just two wedge-like projections of ligament and muscle, called vocal cords. These sounds are amplified by built-in resonators in our heads called sinus cavities. In order to sing a high C, a soprano's vocal cords must vibrate that is open and closed 1,200 times per second. On the other hand, a bass singer's lowest note requires only 40 vibrations per second. Besides singing, human voices are capable of producing the most complex variations in speech with 72 sets of muscles working with split-second timing. In talking for one minute, the tongue, jaw, and lips make at least 300 separate movements. At the same time, our vocal cords vibrate and our respiratory muscles force out just the right amount of air. And if this isn't complex enough, think of the many inflections the voice is capable of producing, ranging up to nearly 500 audible pitches. One can vary tone and volume tremendously, from an ear-ringing shout to a delicate whisper. But one man had the most distinct human voice in history, Jesus. No man ever spoke like this man, John 7, 46. Quite unique, but yes, Jesus had the most distinct human voice in history. Sometimes I imagine myself or I... uh, I even wrote a song called When You Call My Name and I can try to imagine and try to be very quiet and see if I can listen to the voice of Jesus talking to my heart when you call my name. Well, let's go to our podcast now. Let's dive into it. The question is, in today's podcast, are you tired of being tired? 
You see, one of the problems that we face in today's world, and uh, other than the obvious of the virus and the pandemic, uh, deaths, death, depression, is during all this time, and some of the experts that are discussing this matter, you might know some family, friends that are going through some depression, some form of depression, maybe losing their sleep. So today we're going to talk about the question, are you tired of being tired? We're all humans. We're all, none of us are exempt or exempt from pain. And uh, let's talk about, for example, the inability to get a good night's sleep. You ever experienced that? I have. You know, that is a serious problem. Even one night of insufficient or restless sleep can result in irritability and inability to concentrate properly. I'm sure you've had one of those days. Various studies indicate that establishing a chronic sleep debt can depress the immune system. We don't want that. Um, this virus seems to have caused more deaths uh, in people with weakened immune systems and or underlying conditions. So again, these studies indicate that uh, if, if we have a chronic sleep disorder, that can depress our immune system. Uh, it can cause greater susceptibility to illness and depression. And a lack of sleep can also be dangerous. You see, the Department of Transportation estimates that up to 100,000 motor vehicles accidents a year occur because drivers become drowsy or fall asleep at the wheel. Not to mention the texting and driving, that's a whole other problem. Yet, like any problem, sleep disorder can be managed and conquered. Let me repeat that. Like any other problem, sleep disorder can be managed and conquered. That's the good news. And I want to share with you eight principles of health that can help you, can help us to overcome this problem if we are facing with it today. Especially today with all this uh, depression, lack of work, loss of jobs, uh, you know, being locked up at home. Something new for all of us. But there is hope. Principle number one that I want to share with you. Are you tired of being tired? Well, number one is turn worries over to God. Try it. You know, we, we hear of experts for this, experts for that, and I'm sure they can help. But I've discovered that when you turn your worries over to God, uh, He has the full answer, the full remedy. And let's begin by examining, first of all, any sleep disturbance that you might be experiencing. Um, it could be stress-related, anxiety, uh, worry, uh, erodes the ability to rest. Now, if this is the case, keep in mind the words of Psalms 127.2. He grants sleep to those he loves. See, the suggestion here is that God has the ability and desire to make your mind calm and tranquil. While the world around is filled with anxiety and restlessness, although others may be anxious, fretting, and worried, see, those who place their trust in God can sleep well. 
That is great news. Those who place their trust in God can sleep well. We also honor all those great men and women in the medical field who have been working overtime. In some cases, hospitals, nursing homes, who have not been sleeping well. So we pray for their well-being as well. Principle number two. Remember the question is, are you tired of being tired? Principle number two that can help us overcome the problem uh, that is called a disorder or you know, having to do with sleep or lack of sleep. Engage in regular exercise. Yes, that is important. You see, people who are inactive often have the greatest problem falling asleep simply because their bodies just aren't tired. The power of exercise to promote better sleep was recently demonstrated in a study done by Stanford University School of Medicine. Epidemiologist Abby C. King and her colleagues studied 29 women and 14 men aged 50 to 76 who were sedentary and free of cardiovascular disease and who said they had trouble sleeping. The group went, well actually the group underwent 30 to 40 minutes of low impact aerobics or brisk walking four times a week for 16 weeks. The results, those who exercised slept almost an hour longer each night and fell asleep in half the time. Let me repeat that. Those who exercised slept almost an hour longer each night and fell asleep in half the time it normally took. When exercising, however, don't work out within three hours before going to bed as it may stimulate the body rather than calm it down. You know, I learned the hard way because I tried to walk 30 minutes a day and it got to a point where I was walking around 9 at night thought, well, it's fresh and I can look at the stars and so forth. But then I tried to go to bed at, say, 10, 10.30. I couldn't sleep till I started to analyze my, you know, my patterns of uh, exercise. You know what, maybe I'm, I'm walking too late and, and this is exactly what's happening. I was stimulating my body rather than calming it down. So I try to walk earlier now, earlier in the day, before the sun goes down. And uh, at least three hours before I go to bed. And a hot, warm shower really helps. Principle number three. We're posing the question, are you tired of being tired? How can we overcome that? Number one was turn worries over to God. Number two, engage in regular exercise. Principle number three. Conduct an examination of conscience. Uh Uh-huh. Well, this might hit home, but it's something that needs to be said. See, the Bible offers this wisdom. Preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Proverbs 3, 21 through 24. Ask whether some past deed or word is robbing you of the peace necessary to sleep well at night. If that is the case, confess your sin first to God and next to the injured party. Then do whatever you can to make amends. So, number three, conduct an examination of conscience. There was a time I heard a story years back about a young lady who had a brain tumor. She had gone to several doctors and 
uh, a pastor visitor one time and he started to talk to her and and she brought up the fact that for many years she had been at odds with her mother they had not been able to forgive each other and the pastor encouraged her to have a meeting with the mother long story short they met they forgave one another they embraced they made peace with themselves and with God well miraculously that tumor disappeared see our bodies were not designed to function under stress and anxiety rather than have instead have joy and peace in our lives and that can be accomplished through a close relationship with God principle number four spend time with nature I like this one I like them all but this is one of my favorites spend time with nature see we need to take time to admire and enjoy the beauty of God's creation allow the majesty of God's world to flood your soul and nourish your spirit Several psalm writers had their vision of life expended by an appreciation of God's creation. Here's one example. Psalms 19.1 The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hand. Here's another example. Psalms 148.7-10 Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds you mountains and all hills fruit trees and all cedars wild animals and all cattle small creatures and flying birds yes it's important it's important to spend time with nature appreciate God's creation let it fill your soul number five principle number five we're coping with a question we're dealing with trying to answer the question are you tired of being tired number five principle number five this one might hit a little closer to home to some of you avoid alcohol and tobacco you see contrary to popular belief a nightcap will hurt more than it will help when it comes to sleeping well although alcohol can make you sleepy initially it has a rebound effect once your body has metabolized the alcohol you begin to awaken or sleep very lightly. It's very important to have alcohol out of your system when you sleep, says Dennis Hill, MD, a neurologist who is medical director of the Sleep Disorders Clinic at the University Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. It is a sedative, but it fragments sleep and takes away the deep sleep, the dreaming sleep. Also, Nicotine, which is found in tobacco products. Yeah, nicotine, that one, which is found in uh, most tobacco products, contains a stimulant, often causing tobacco users to have difficulty falling asleep and to sleep more fitfully. Okay, so today's podcast, the question is, or that it poses is, are you tired of being tired? You know, the world has changed in the blink of an eye. But you and I have, uh, uh, we're alive, we still have opportunity to make uh, the best of our lives. And what I'm sharing with you uh, not only involves uh, practical advice, but it also involves uh, a relationship with God and listening to His advice from His Word. 
And again, you know, forgive me or pardon me if you're a believer or not, but most of this advice um, has helped millions of people. And I don't know about you, but I there was a time when I didn't walk with God and I tried to do things on my way. But at the end result was always uh, stress, anxiety, and uh, just going nowhere. But I thank God for giving me another opportunity in life. And now it's my objective to share with whoever is willing to listen some of these principles from the Word of God that can help us cope with today's world, today's stress, today's anxiety, even today's technology, which is good and bad. You know, we, we're we living in an era where cars are driving themselves, uh, but we've also discovered that texting and driving has, has caused a tremendous problem in our society. Texting and driving now causes more deaths on the freeways than actually drinking and driving. That's the effects of technology when we abuse it or misuse it. Let's go to principle number six. The question is, on today's podcast, are you tired of being tired? Okay, number six, eliminate stimulants. Caffeine consumed up to six hours before bedtime can play an inhibiting role when it comes to sleep. Caffeine, which is a drug, can remain in the bloodstream for up to 20 hours. So consider whether sipping coffee throughout the day is affecting your nights. You might not think about that. You might say, you know, I have a cup of coffee in the morning, maybe one around the afternoon, maybe at work. Um... So consider that. Caffeine can remain in the bloodstream up to 20 hours. And it might be affecting your nights. Okay? Let's go to principle number seven. And we're dealing, we're uh, trying to uh, answer the question, are you tired of being tired and how can we overcome that? Well, principle number seven. Get out of bed. Yep. Get out of bed. Your bedroom should be reserved only for sleeping. If after 20 minutes or so you are unable to sleep, get up and leave the room. Now that advice is offered by Michael Bonnet, PhD professor of neurology at Wright State University and director of the sleep laboratory at Dayton Virginia Hospital in Dayton, Ohio. Bonnet's recommendation is to do something sleep inducing, for example, read a book or watch a dull television program. When you begin to feel drowsy, head back to the bedroom. Now, I don't like to say this, but, you know, when you read a book and you start reading the Bible, usually you'll get sleepy. shouldn't be that way. The best time to read the Bible is in the morning when you're fresh and hopefully you get a good night's rest. Okay, principle number eight. Plan a full day. You see, researchers at Lowborough University in England... Um, have discovered that people who are active during the day are more likely to have a restful sleep at night. They studied volunteers who spent periods of four days in the sleep lab. On one of the four days, the volunteers were sent to a distant city where they shopped. Yeah, they went shopping. Went to a museum, visited an amusement park and a zoo, and watched a movie. Not surprisingly, that night, the volunteers fell asleep earlier and had longer than usual periods of restful sleep. Plan a full day. 
Okay, so we've talked about eight principles that can help us overcome the question, are you tired of being tired? Number one, let's just make a quick summary. Turn worries over to God. As humans, we are limited. Yes, there are people who are very qualified to help us in different matters of life, whether it's financial, uh, health, emotional. But I think the supreme helper, the supreme counselor, advisor is God. Turn your worries over to God. Number two, engage in regular exercise. I think we all not, we all realize that, and many of you are doing it. Many of you have never started. But if you're going to get it on an exercise program, maybe it's important to consult with a physician before you do. But it's important to have uh, or engage in regular exercise. It's been proven over and over. Helps your uh, to distress uh, your your uh, blood circulation. Uh, it's just overall good. Uh, Inactivity is not good for the human body. Number three, conduct an examination of conscience. If you need to be at peace with someone, you offended someone, you know, confess to God first and then make peace with your enemies. There's a verse in the Bible that says that if you're at peace with God, even your enemies are at peace with you. So if you've offended somebody, somebody's offended you, you know, we need to learn to forgive. Let it go. Number four, spend time with nature. One of my favorites. Um going to the beach, a uh, nature walk, gazing at the stars, st- staring, uh, you know, studying the stars. Uh, uh, it, it's it's amazing, you know. And when you travel, I mean, I may, many of you maybe have been to the Rockies. I visited the Rockies one time in Denver. Boy, what an amazing, an amazing, uh, you know, work of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. That really just took me... I mean, it just... Wow. That's all I can say is wow. The heavenly, majestic mountains, God's creation, uh, rivers, streams. Um, even saw some bears and uh, some of these big uh, deer and moose. It's amazing. And I love to see trees, green trees, rivers, lakes... It's just amazing. Spend time with nature. Avoid alcohol and tobacco. I used to drink alcohol. I never was much of a tobacco smoker, but I drank alcohol for quite a few years, and believe me, uh, it led nothing but to heartache. Physically, economically, emotionally. Got me in jail a couple of times. Avoid alcohol and tobacco. It's not good. Eliminate stimulants. Now... Some of you might drink coffee. Some of you, you know, caffeine is not just in coffee. It's in candies and other products. So be careful. Uh, some of the soda pops. Yeah, I'm old enough to say that. Soda pops contain caffeine. Be careful. Because it might be ruining your sleep at night. Remember, caffeine can remain in the bloodstream for up to 20 hours. So consider whether sipping coffee or drinking a Coke or something or candy, anything with caffeine in it, might be affecting your nights. Number seven, remember that? Get out of bed. You know, if you're having trouble at night sleeping, uh, you know, maybe get up, read a book. Um, uh, you know, I've even gotten up at times, uh, done some, you know, drinking a hot tea or something. But get out of bed. And uh, you start reading or, or you're watching some kind of adult television program. Once you start feeling drowsy, okay, head back to the bedroom. Number eight, 
plan a full day. Um, it's important to have a schedule. Now, I'm not a very... I don't want to say I'm very... Uh, um, you know, there's some people who are extremely, extremely uh, to the point... You know, they, they have an hour, hour schedule. And, and that's good. Uh, I'm not capable of doing that. I can... I, I've got two or three things in my mind that I need to do that day. And I have it on a schedule, mostly in my brain. But some people have a, a calendar and they write down everything. And kudos to them. But it's important to have at least some kind of a plan. Okay? There's a saying that says that if you don't plan uh, ahead, you're gonna, you, you don't plan to fail, but you will. It's important to plan ahead. Otherwise, you'll fail to plan. Something like that. Well, plan a full day, okay? It's important to have a plan. Well, I hope that these eight principles can help you overcome the question or the situation. Are you tired of being tired? And I'm sure there's other tips. You can find all kinds of information out there. You know, again, get on a schedule, exercise regularly. Uh, one other thing is, you know, get some natural sunlight. Uh, Natural sunlight lets your body know that it's time to be awake. Uh, if you find yourself indoors all day or not getting any natural sunlight, like leaving home before the sun is out and going back after it has set, you could be causing your body's, uh, I think they call it, ceridian rhythm to get confused. It's important to get at least some exposure to natural light each day. For those early morning and late nights, try to take a midday walk around the block or enjoy lunch in the park get some natural dark and put the screens away uh, that's another one that's uh, advised it's, it's important to get some natural light it's also important to get some darkness too uh, sometimes if, some people leave, sleep with their uh, night lights on or even your phone uh, you know don't leave your computer on it's, they say the best thing you can do for sleep hygiene is to put your screens away at least an hour before bedtime. And if you have a TV in your bedroom, move it to the living room. Turn the clock away. Clocks are incredibly useful tools, but looking at a clock tick later and later into the night when you know you need a good night's sleep is stressful. And stress makes it hard to get to sleep. Position your clock in a way that doesn't allow you to see it while you're sleeping. And try not to worry about what time it is if you wake up during the night. Keep your room cool and comfortable. Uh, your bedroom should be cool between 60 to 67 degrees Fahrenheit. Your body naturally cools as you sleep. So cooling down your body signals to your brain that it's time for bed. You should also invest in a great mattress and pillows. I've been there, done that. As a mattress causes aches and pains can drastically impact the quality of sleep you get. Um... Practice mindfulness. It's a restless mind that's, keeps you, that's keeping you awake. Practice stress-relieving mindfulness exercise. Um, again, I said earlier, if you're at odds with somebody, make peace with that person. Make peace with God, first of all. Maybe you can listen to some relaxing kind of music. Uh, I like to hear the sound of rain. Uh, but again, uh, some of these can help you uh, your tensions fade away. So, 
uh, a nice warm shower before you go to bed is also very helpful. Well, I hope that today's podcast has uh, been of benefit to you. Are you tired of being tired? And uh, again, as, as we live in this world of uncertainty, one thing's for certain. That God is love. And, uh, you know, nature and uh, revelation alike testify of God's love. You see, our Father in heaven is a source of life, of wisdom and joy. Look at all the wonderful and beautiful things of nature. Think of their marvelous adaption to the needs and happiness, not only of man, but of all living creatures, the sunshine and the rain, the gladdening and refresh the earth and the hills and the seas and the plains all speak to us of a creator's love. It is God who supplies the daily needs of all his creatures. In the beautiful words of the psalmist, the eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Psalms 145, 15-16 So my friends, give God a try if, if you haven't. And if you, if you are, uh, abide in Him and let Him abide in you. Don't let stress, don't let anxiety uh, separate you or cause doubt. God is love. He, Jesus promised to be with us through the end of time. And uh, He's the only one who can satisfy the desire of every living thing. That includes you and me. Psalms 145, 15-16. And remember, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. May God bless you and keep you safe. Amen.